Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. It's a common problem. It's found in all vocations, all callings, all professions, all careers. It's not finishing what we started. As fabulous a designer the famed Gaudi was, he left two buildings unfinished in Barcelona, Spain. The artist and sculptor Michelangelo is credited with 44 statues in his life, but he only finished 14. In fact, one museum is dedicated to his unfinished works, large chunks of marble with perhaps only a hand or a leg finished. Some are authors, but not finishers. It's true in writers. From Samuel Coleridge's opium-induced epic called Kublai Khan to the Victorian novel left unfinished by the passing of Charles Dickens, writers fail to finish as well. It's common to Christian writers as well. Thomas Aquinas, perhaps the brightest mind of the so-called Dark Ages, was so adroit he could dictate two different books to two different scribes at once. At the close of his life, he wished to write a summation of all that he had learned. He finished three volumes only to have a vision, which reduced his other writing to straw. He perished shortly thereafter, never finishing his great work. When Jesus spoke, people listened. He ministered to their deepest fears. He fed their fondest hopes. One of man's fondest hopes is to finish what they start. One of the deepest fears we have is to fall short in that very goal. I want to assure you today that God is at work in your life. And all of this week, we've been discussing God at work in daily devotion. But how do I know he's working in my life right now? Well, you may not see him. You may not can tell that he's there, but I can assure you he's working on you. But I do believe it's an incredible question worthy of consideration. How can I know that God is at work in my life? If, as we have recently discussed, we only know three of the 10,000 things God is at work in our lives at this very moment, I think we can train ourselves to be more perceptive of his ways to sense his moving and working in ways that we've not experienced today. Maybe we will not recognize all 10,000 things he's doing, but maybe we can recognize seven, eight, nine, or 10. You see, God is at work. In the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. The very mention of God is connected with an action verb. He isn't just a state of being. He's a God in motion. Not often do we see God working in this dramatic manner, like separating the firmaments, creating stars and quasars and galaxy, or as others have seen, like the great miracles of manna falling from the sky. More times than not, we can't see God actively doing much of anything in our lives. Like when Jesus delayed visiting Mary and Martha's sick brother Lazarus to the point of death. Yet even though God's work may seem delayed, he is at work. We once sang a song, even when I don't see him, 
He's working. God is always at work. To say the word God and work in the same sentence, I believe that tells us a lot about God, but it tells us more about ourselves. That God made us in his image. He made us to be like him. He made us to work and to be productive and lead meaningful lives. Whatever phase of life we find ourselves in, young adult years, midlife, retirement, we all need to find ways and means to invest ourselves in the things that make a difference for the kingdom. To say the words God and work make me recall the seven realities in Blackaby's book, Experiencing God. Yes, here is one of those lists coming up, so you may as well get ready for it. For those of you who don't know, Henry Blackaby wrote a Bible study years ago, over 40 years ago now, that eventually became a book and a bestseller. It spoke to so many people, and to this day it still does. In the book, Blackaby gave seven realities that you and I need to know in our walk with God. Oddly enough, it's the odd number realities that all mention the word God, and the word work. Realities number one, three, five, and seven are the ones that I'm going to focus on today, but all seven are consequential. So here goes. Let me give you Blackaby seven realities in experiencing God. Number one, God is at work all around you. Number two, God pursues a continuing love with you a relationship that's real and personal. Number three, God invites you to become involved with him and his work. Number four, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, his ways. Number five, God's invitation for you to work with him always leads you to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. Number six, you must make major adjustments in your life to join in what God is doing. And then here comes number seven. You come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you. So as I said at the outset, it's the odd number ones of these seven realities that combine the words God and work. The first, God's at work around you. The third, God invites you to become involved with him in his work. The fifth, I like this one. The fifth, when God invites you to work with him, it will always lead to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. And then number seven, you come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you. Four of the seven realities in experiencing God is involved with his work around you and through you. I think we need to become better aware of God at work in our lives. So the question we ask, how do I know God is at work in my life? I think it's one of those illustration times. You consider the life of Moses. Moses' first years were under divine protection. Then Moses is raised in Pharaoh's household as a child of the king. At age 40, he stands for a Hebrew slave, fierce for his life, flees into the wilderness. At age 80, Moses encounters. To this point, it may not have mattered what Moses thought the plan for his life was, if indeed he was to herd sheep in the wilderness for the rest of his years. What mattered most 
was what God had planned for Moses' life. Like Moses, many of us struggle to find God's will for our lives. I don't believe it should be a struggle. Rather, we should focus on becoming the person God means for us to be. Divine will always crosses paths with human willingness. I'm going to say that again. Divine will always crosses paths with human willingness. God is at work in our lives, and he's aligning our heart with his heart, our plans with his plans, our steps with his steps. He's at work in our lives. God heard the cries of the Israelites longing for deliverance. So God invited Moses to join him in being an answer to prayer. He didn't send Moses to go find the resources. He said, I can use what's in your hand. He didn't outline a 6,000-step program. No, he just invited Moses to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And yes, that will always involve a crisis of faith because God is going to make sure you and I lean on him for the solution rather than looking to ourselves. If you follow Moses' story forward, you know that there were 10 plagues God sent through Moses' hand to bring deliverance. You know God is at work in at least 10 different ways around you. When your discontentment leads you to seek God, he's at work. When you respond contrary to your natural temperament and more in line with Christ's character, you can say he's at work. When you sense a peace in the midst of storms and struggles and trials, he's at work. When you run to God, not away from God, in the midst of failure, he's at work. When you find supernatural strength to face extraordinary situations, he's at work. When you release control in your life and permit him to take the wheel, he's at work. When you find yourself drawn to prayer and to the word of God, he's at work. When you want to share what God has given you with others, he's at work. When your character is being built and conformed to him, he's at work. When God and God's work eclipse all other priorities, He's at work. That's how you know. That's how you know God is at work in your life. It was the Apostle Paul who said that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, Ephesians 2.10. The New Living Translation says we are his masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus. God has started working on you. He's picked up the paintbrush and he's not going to stop. He picked up the trowel and he won't cease. He's got the hammer and chisel in his hands. He's got everything that he needs at his disposal to finish what he starts in our lives. We call him Alpha, but he's also Omega. We call him the beginning, but he's also the ending. For what our God starts, he will finish in you and me. So when you feel lonely, he's working on you. When you feel dejected and rejected, he's still working on you. When you feel happy or sad, he's still working on you. He worked on you when you were young. He worked on you when you're old. 
I read the story of a man who sculpted the facings of elaborate doors. Someone asked him, how do you know when they are finished? He replied, ultimately, when they come to take them away. God won't be through with you until it's time for you to step from this life into the life to come, until he has fully formed his image in you, until you bear the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then he will welcome you into the home that he's prepared for you. I warn you, it will take some time. I warn you, it won't always be comfortable. You may be inconvenienced. It's like what the nurse or doctor says to you at a clinic. Just before they give you an injection or a vaccination, they say things like, you may feel a pinch. With God, there may be a pinch. There may be a moment or two of discomfort and even pain. But he that's working in you will not stop what he's doing until his image is fully formed in you. It's like the refiner of silver who told his apprentice, do not stop the heat. Do not stop skimming the dross until you can see your reflection in the molten silver. God is not going to stop until he has completed what he started in your life. He doesn't give up easy, folks. He's not the quitting kind. He's going to see you through from earth to glory because God is at work in your life. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.